troop led Michael up to the path to the Isomage's house, jerking sharply on his rope as he fell back. Allianz dismounted and strode inside while the others waited, silent and aloof. After some minutes, Allianz emerged and grabbed the end of Michael's rope. He reeled it in, coiling the coarse brown jute with quick jerks around his arm until he stood just two feet from Michael, towering over him. She wants to speak to you, man-child, his expression stony. Allianz's eyes seemed fixed in their sockets as he turned away, pulling Michael by his tied and outstretched hands. The Wickmaster seemed to be in a state of barely controlled rage, which perversely made Michael more optimistic. If the circumstances weren't to Allianz's liking, perhaps Michael wasn't in as much trouble as he had thought. The interior of the house was as he remembered, only darker and cooler. The sun lay languid and orange on the horizon. The day had been particularly short. The staircase led up into brighter light than the narrow windows along the entryway. Lamia stood in the doorway, her tiny, finely molded hands gripping the railing. Is he down there? she asked. As you requested, Allian said, his tone dripping contempt. Send him up to me. The wickmaster took his time undoing the rope, his long corded fingers cool against Michael's arms. Go, he said. He pointed up the stairs and gave Michael a hard push. Michael ascended, rubbing his reddened wrist and watching the daylight grow dull. He didn't fancy staying in the house after dark, but even less did he fancy traveling with the coursers at night or walking back into the town alone. He met Lamy on the landing. A change had come over her. He could see it even in the fading light. Her skin was waxen, her face tighter, as if she wore a restraining mask. Around her eyes, scaly patches had started to flake away, and her hands were crisscrossed with tiny thin wrinkles, like cracks in bread dough. He stopped five paces from her. Lamia made no move towards him, instead regarding him with a wavering gaze. She seemed half-dead with exhaustion. "'You grieve me, boy,' she said softly. "'I gave you—I set you a task, and you run from it.' "'I don't enjoy being a slave,' he said. "'You're no slave.' Her voice carried bitter humor. You're freer than I am, freer than Allianz down there. Uh, she gestured with a trembling hand and immediately returned it to the railing to support herself. Michael stared down into the lower floor's gloom. Allianz stood by the foot of the stairs, head bowed, twisting and coiling the rope with his fingers. They keep trying to kill me, Michael said. Who, the crane women? Lamia tittered, a dead dry sound of rolling pebbles. She motioned him to come closer. He hesitated, and she made as if to reach out with one hand and strangle him. Closer, she growled. He advanced one stride. She edged a few inches along the railing. The dry wood creaked beneath her weight. Her arms bounced in slow, oily waves beneath the fabric of her gown. They are teaching you how to stay alive. I can stay alive on my own, in Uterpe with all the others. You will not stay in the town. The town is for fools, cowards too afraid to make their own way. I'm not too afraid. Well, then you're too stupid to succeed, then. She lowered her voice and pushed back from the railing, tottering for one awful moment. Michael retreated two steps in case she fell. He saw her as a poorly balanced sack of venomous fluids, about to topple and burst. But Lamia kept her balance. You require tempering, she said. Come with me. We have to talk alone. Hey everyone, 
What you just heard is a preview of our latest exclusive episode. To hear the rest and to access our entire catalog of exclusive content, as well as our patrons-only Discord chat, become a patron at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. That's where you can support our work and make sure you get access to everything we do. Patreon.com slash podsidepicnic.